How we doing y'all? It is your boy Jonah Lambright, one of the most authentic preachers you'll ever hear, and this is my podcast Church from the Other Side. Welcome. And today my topic is what the church believes about homosexuality. And because it is such a sensitive subject, I'm going to deal with this tactfully because I'm not trying to offend people. I am not one of these preachers driven by the desire to offend people. Those guys are whack, but I am going to give a clear view about what the Bible says about homosexuality. And I decided to do this after seeing that Lauren Daigle interview. You know, she was asked her opinion about homosexuality. Was it a sin? And she responded by saying, I can't say one way one way or the other. I'm not God, which honestly is a cop out answer. But that's pretty expected. Anytime a Christian, you know, starts crossing over to mainstream, you got to stay in that neutral zone. Lecrae, TDJ, Joe Osteen, they all have to take that neutral stance. But this really highlights the fact that there seems to be a lot of confusion about what the Bible says about homosexuality. You know, some churches believe that God is okay with homosexuality and you should be able to love whatever you want, regardless of sex. Others say that the Bible makes it clear that marriage is between a man and a woman and anything else is an abomination. You know, the first thing I want to say is I actually have no problem with gay people. You know, I've had gay friends who I worked with and broke bread with. I don't hate that person or treat them differently because of the way they live. And even though I'll keep it real with them about what the Bible says, it's really not my responsibility to be their judge. It's like what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5.12. We don't judge outsiders because it's not our jurisdiction. But it certainly is our responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. If two people outside of the church want to be gay, I'm not going to go out of my way to boycott their wedding. Because at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. You know, I'm not going to force my beliefs on them. You don't want to believe what I believe? That is fine. Live your life. But just know that at the end, we all have to give an account for our actions on this earth. See, for the most part, I mind my business. However, I do draw the line when people try to twist scripture and say that God is a proponent of gay love and that practicing homosexuality isn't a sin according to the Bible. That's when I have to stand up and argue against you. And just understand, I'm not giving my own opinion. I'm just telling you what the Bible actually teaches. And I know some people are going to get mad, but at the end of the day, I'm just a messenger. You know, there are too many people saying what they think or what they're being told to think instead of just saying what the Bible says. Like Lauren Daigle, who's going to play dumb for the interview. But come on, Lauren. Let's not pretend, Lauren. Come on. You know what the Bible says. See, if the world's okay with homosexuality, that's to be expected because the world doesn't follow the word of God. But when the church starts saying it is okay... We have a problem because last time I checked, Christianity was based on the Bible. And according to the Bible, homosexuality is a sin. It says in 1 Timothy 1, 9 and 10, it says, 
realizing that the fact that the law is not made for the righteous person, but for those who are lawless, rebellious, ungodly sinners, for the unholy and profane, and it lists a bunch of people, and one of those people listed is the homosexual. Another verse in the Bible uh, would be 1 Corinthians 6, 9, where it says, uh, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom? Do not be deceived. Neither sexually immoral idolaters, adulterers, or men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy people, such were some of you, but you are washed and sanctified. You are justified in the name of Jesus and by the spirit of our God. See, contrary to popular belief, Christians can't do whatever they want. You know, I can't just live my life according to how I feel. If you become a Christian, understand there are rules. It's like how I'm from PA. In PA, we are allowed to turn right at a red light if there are no cars coming. But if I'm in another state, I'm not going to turn right on red because I feel like it. I'm going to follow the rules of that state because I don't want to mess around and get a ticket. When you are a Christian, you fall under the jurisdiction of God's rules. There are certain things that I can't do. As a Christian, I just can't divorce my wife because I'm not feeling her anymore. Instead, I better make it work and go to marriage counseling or something. You know what I mean? As a Christian, I just can't get my money from dealing drugs, even if that's the only job I can find because God's not going to bless that hustle. And understand, just because you're attracted to the same sex, that doesn't mean that you should continue practicing it because the Bible tells us to get rid of the old self and embrace the new you. If you're going to take that attitude that I could just do whatever I want and pick and choose, there's going to be a point where you're just no longer practicing Christianity. You know, the point of Christianity is change. You're changing from a sinful to holiness. And it says that such were some of you, right? But you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Some of us were thieves. Some of us were drunkards. Some of us were homosexuals. But we changed. See, if you have no plans on repenting or changing your old ways, then you definitely join Christianity for the wrong reasons. Because to stay the same as you were when you began is a sin. You know, if you're a Christian, you have to follow the rules. The God of the Bible did not design marriage to be between two members of the same sex. And he condemns the, that practice, even in the New Testament. You know, it says that marriage is made for one man and one woman. Haven't you read it in the scriptures that God from the beginning made the male and female? And this explains why man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. The two are united into one. Since they are no longer two, but one, let no man split apart what God has joined together. Notice the emphasis on making male and female and joining them together into one. To say anything less would be unbiblical. Anything less than male and female getting married is unbiblical. 
And that does not mean that we don't love gay people or that we treat them differently. Because honestly, I'm tired of people saying that Christians hate gay people. That's obviously not true. If we hated gay people, why would we allow them to lead our worship services and be children's pastors? Oops, did I say that? You know, most churches, at least the ones living in 2018, are pretty accepting of gay people. We're even distraught by the Westboro Baptist protester as much as anyone else, because not only are they hateful, but they also falsely represent where we stand. See, we may not agree with everything that the LGBTQ stands for, but we don't want to stone gays and call them fags either. Understand, disagreeing isn't the same as hating. I don't agree with fornicators either. I don't think that, you know, people should be living with people. I don't believe that couples should be living together if they are not married. And I will tell my fornicating friends that they need to be celibate or get married. And I say this in love, of course, and they would never think that I was saying that in judgment. You know, I have to, and I have to be consistent with my beliefs when it comes to homosexuality as well. I can't just condemn one thing that the Bible calls a sin and not the other. See, if you go to a church that teaches that practicing homosexuality is not a sin and a church that doesn't have a problem with marrying gays, run away from that church. Do yourself a favor and run away from that church because they're full of garbage. You know, you really have to twitch the scriptures to come to that conclusion to come to the conclusion that homosexuality should be celebrated in the church, that is to—that is a twisting of the scriptures. You know, they are no different than a cult. They claim to be about love, but they can't even tell you the truth. True love is correction. Correction is actually a love language of God. He corrects us because he loves us. If a church really loves you and cares about the well-being of your soul, they will teach you what the Bible says. And understand, there is a difference between someone who struggles with same-sex attraction and a gay Christian. Struggling with same-sex attraction isn't a sin. You know, many Christians have struggles with sins in their life. You know, some struggle with pride, some struggle with lust, some struggle with addiction. But we don't give up on them because they slip up. Because if you don't give up, if you faint not, you will overcome. You know, God's not going to allow you to struggle forever. But if you are struggling, you must never give in. But when you call yourself a gay Christian, you just give it into the struggle. Like you no longer believe that, you know, God's grace is powerful enough to free you from that sin. You know, and it's crazy how we deal with people struggle with less than pornography lightly. You know, for them, we just tell them to take it one day at a time. But for Christians struggling with, you know, same sex attraction, we want them to change in instantly. But the reality is, is that it takes time. You know, how long did it take for you to get rid of your pornography habit or stop lusting after women or men? It took some time, so it's only right that we give the struggling, those struggling with same-sex attraction that same grace and mercy. At least we drive them from the church. You know what I mean? We want gay people at our church because 
it's that fellowship with the body that's going to help them change. All right. And that's all I have for you guys. Thank you for listening to Church from the Other Side. God bless, peace, and blessings.